0: Welcome to Experience Points by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Ang from Games Based Learning by University XP. Find out more by going to universityxp.com. On today's episode, we'll answer the question What makes the ideal board game player? What makes the ideal board game player? Some say that it takes someone who fully understands the rules. Others would say that it's more about those who pay attention to the game rather than be subjected to distractions. Some feel that it's the tactical play and strategic thinking that makes the ideal tabletop player. There are many reasons why someone would want to play with and against the ideal player. This episode will go into depth into the characteristics, qualities, and attributes of what makes good board game players and how you can encourage compatible playstyles and overall positive group interaction. This topic has been broken up into two separate and distinct episodes. The last episode addressed and explored the different aspects of successful tabletop gameplay within groups. This included specific areas such as teaching and game hosting as part of a collective process, as well as formal game elements such as structure, rules, and feedback. This episode will focus on a study that was constructed and offered to the greater tabletop and board gaming community to garner their responses to the question, Who is the ideal tabletop player? The study's main question was offered as a news article on universityxp.com on December 9th, 2022, asking the question, What makes the ideal tabletop player? The formal statement, Be easy to play with and hard to play against, was offered as a succinct way to summarize and balance the needs of the group as well as individual players. In addition, the news article included a link to a survey asking participants to help answer the question by providing responses to five questions indicated on the survey. Those questions included, what is one thing that good tabletop players do? What is one thing that good tabletop players avoid doing? What is one thing that bad tabletop players do? what is one thing that bad tabletop players avoid doing, and additional comments. The study was publicized to tabletop and board game communities soliciting responses. The communities asked included the following 31 groups. On Facebook, these groups included The Board Game Group Board Game Design Lab Community Tabletop Game Designers Guild Games in College Classrooms Game Work, Academic Game Industry and Production Studies, Game Designers, Games-Based Learning, Gamification, and Games in Education, Playful Learning Alliance, IGDA Learning and Education Games, IGDA Learning, Education, and Games, Game-Based Teaching and Learning Group, Games and Learning, Gamification and Education, Game-Based Learning and Education, Game School Co-op Community, New Jersey Board Game Design Group, Reacting Faculty Lounge, Reacting Game Design Lounge, Games and Learning Early Career Network, Educational Games, Play, Language, Avatars, Narrative, and Technology, Gamification, and the University XP Facebook page. On LinkedIn, these groups included the University XP LinkedIn page, Games for Learning and Organizational Development, Serious Games People, Indie Games Developer, Serious Games Group, Applied Games and Gamification, Gamification Open Group, Educational Board Games, and Games-Based Learning. The study was also posted to the Board Games subreddit on Reddit. However, the post was removed by moderators of that group, stating that, quote, This post is off-topic to board games and has been removed. The subject matter may not fit the subreddit, only tangentially related to board games, or there exists a much better subreddit. For this topic, end quote. Therefore, responses could not be ascertained from this community. The survey opened and began collecting responses on Friday, December 9th, 2022, and closed on Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. During that time, a total of 25 viable responses were received. Those responses were reviewed, sorted, and categorized according to different themes of participants' responses. Those major themes extracted from the data are reviewed in this episode. Participants provided survey responses that addressed 10 separate and distinct themes. Those themes included sportsmanship, player and group expectations, formal rules, communication, attention, distraction, player agency, physical space, cooperative hosting, and player strategy. Some of these themes represented similar conclusions indicated by the literature covered in the previous episode. While others diverged from it, The following sections include an in-depth analysis of these themes, including actual survey responses. The most popular theme indicated in the study was sportsmanship, which was identified in 15 responses. Specifically, this theme was divided into three sub-themes, which included temperament, decisions, and griefing. Study respondents indicated that good players don't lose their temper when the game doesn't go their way. Likewise, bad players take things personally when they don't succeed in the game. An overall connection between personal feelings and game performance was indicated in the ability to display good sportsmanship in this response. Specifically, good tabletop players, quote, respect the dignity of other players, unquote, as well as maintain a divide between what happens in the game and their personal interpretation of it. Likewise, good players do not lament or otherwise criticize their own or other players' decisions in the game. Thus, good players take responsibility of the errors from their actions and accept the outcomes of events that they have no control over, such as RNG, through dice rolls, or otherwise randomized events. Finally, sportsmanship was indicated as a matter of maintaining the magic circle of the game, as well as group norms and expectations through their play. This manifested itself through the avoidance of king-making activities to spite other players, as well as to maintain investment in the game despite their individual performance. The latter is of particular importance as investment into the game as an activity is important for both individual players as well as the entire experience of the game group. Therefore, underperforming because of their personal performance diminishes the overall play experience for others involved. Expectations represented the second most identified theme in the survey study, which was tagged in 14 responses and is divided into three sub-themes, including games-based investment, group-based investment, and group dynamics. The ideas and themes of sportsmanship carry over to this thematic category, as the game based investment subtheme indicated the connection and integrity of the social contract for the game as a necessary component for all players involved. Paradoxically, this means looking out for other players by also looking out for oneself and playing to the best of your ability, even though the game may progress to a point where some are no longer able to adequately compete against other players. This is influenced by the group-based investment sub-theme as bad board game and tabletop players will attempt to subvert the intent of the game designer, as well as the expectations of other players when playing the game. This can manifest itself in different ways, including making random or wrong moves just because, for instance, playing for the evil side during a social deduction game, if they are actually on the good side. Finally, group dynamics were identified as the final sub-theme of game and player expectations, specifically how these expectations can be malleable and changeable throughout the course of play. This includes giving players adequate time to make decisions and take turns in games. Of course, the amount of appropriate time to give these players varies from group to group and from play session to play session. Likewise, group dynamics also addresses how interplayer relationships are mitigated when new players join the group for the first time and how they are welcomed and made to feel a part of a collaborative activity, one of the first of which is the dedication towards following and understanding the rules of the game. Rules represented the next most popular theme tagged in 11 of the responses and is subsequently divided into three sub-themes, listening, clarity, and consistency. Respondents to the study indicated that listening to the rules were a critical part of being a good tabletop player. However, in addition to listening to the rules, they also, quote, double check their assumptions about how to play before play starts, unquote. Furthermore, good players not only listen and interpret the rules, but also offer up further explanations to other players as questions come up during play. This speaks to the sub-theme of clarity, where good players clarify as part of a collaborative group process, the quote, legality of a questionable move with the group before proceeding, end quote. Good players further play by the rules, especially edge cases. These specific scenarios possess an integral bearing on the overall impact of the game as edge cases could reveal an unfair advantage during play. Such is the case for discovery and exploitation of a loophole during gameplay. Conversely, bad players argue for points in play that are not specifically covered in the rulebook and often to their benefit and advantage. Finally, consistency was the last of the sub-themes under rules specifically when it addresses the application of game rules throughout gameplay and to all players equitably. Good players will strive to ensure that gameplay serves the overall experience. Therefore, the rules are meant to structure and give procedure to play, but that the overall experience of the game is in the hands of the players and with each other. Communication represented the next most popular theme tagged in 11 of the responses and is subsequently divided into four sub-themes. Transparency, jargon, clarity, and focus. Transparency was an important aspect to ensure that communication was completed within the group to its benefit, specifically making sure that new players had all the same information as the experienced players when it addressed the game's structure and rules. This transparency was, however, double-sided as it included being transparent with the rest of the group when the game requires it, but also opaque when the game required that players hide certain information from each other, such as with social deduction games. Additionally, avoiding jargon in game communication was considered critical. This meant using terms that all other players were familiar with and explaining new or misunderstood terms. This was essential with experienced players playing with new players and using jargon to their advantage to confuse those new players. Doing so violated the common group agreements and the magic circle of the game. This influenced clarity in communication as group members are clear with each other as well as a player who has a specific role, for example a dungeon master, who openly communicates with the rest of the group, their options, and their overall structure of the game. This also meant avoiding talking over other players when communicating as well as asking good questions that are relevant to the experience at hand. Finally, focus represented the last sub-theme of communication where game-related conversation and non-game-related conversation is balanced out in favor of a positive group experience. This means that while not explicitly banned at the table, talk about the game and its flow was paramount over idle chit-chat. Attention represented the next most popular theme tagged in 10 of the responses and is subsequently divided into two sub-themes. Focus and follow. Focus required that players pay attention to the game, the game state, and most importantly, when it was their turn in turn based games. This meant that the game experience could flow and continue to progress to the group's benefit. Good tabletop and board game players were identified as those who knew it was their turn without having to be reminded. In addition to this, following other players' activities, turns, and actions was also important for good players to observe specifically when it is related to changes in the game and game state that would inevitably affect their next turn's actions ignoring this could create a social faux pas that negatively affects the group's dynamic by misplaying an action that has negative consequences a misstep that could have been avoided by adequately following other players activities distractions represented the next most popular theme tagged in 10 of the responses and is subsequently divided into two subthemes phones and other players. Phones represented a point of contention for tabletop players, specifically when checking phones meant a distraction from the game host who is leading the rules teach of the game. This doesn't mean that players can't check their phones, rather that they do so in a manner that doesn't adversely affect the group, as well as their ability to adequately learn and play the game. Lastly, other players represented a source of distraction from gameplay, specifically when behavior undertaken by individual players slowed down or negatively affected the actions of others. This manifested itself when good players let other players take their turns uninterrupted during play with, quote, good players avoid distracting other players when it's their turn to keep the game rolling, unquote, and, quote, good players avoid side conversations and other distractions slash distracting actions, unquote. This is also addressed The rules teach as a good players avoided interrupting the host as they were teaching the rules of the game to the rest of the group. Agency represented the next most popular theme tagged in nine of the responses and is subsequently divided into two sub-themes, others autonomy and singular autonomy. Autonomy is important for gameplay, particularly when it relates to player agency and how players take actions and make decisions in games. Therefore, good tabletop and board game players respect other players' autonomy by avoiding, quote, forcing their choices on other players, end quote. While it may depend on the specific group and the players around the table, this could also include respecting their desire to not take advantage of tactical and strategic insight. For example, good tabletop players avoid giving advice, which is not asked for, as well as alpha gaming or discounting fellow players' choices. Conversely, this is also mirrored in respecting the singular authority of players. This is most frequently seen in cooperative games when open information in which one player can quote-unquote take control of a game through a phenomenon known as alpha gaming. The alpha gamer in this scenario dominates the play experience and subsequently the actions and activities of all other players. Therefore, good tabletop players know how to avoid this. Furthermore, Good tabletop players know how to respect and action their own autonomy by making the pivot to switching their strategy and tactics when the game situation demands it. Likewise, they also must respect and commit to their decisions, no matter what the outcome is, in service of the game, the player experience, and the group as a whole. Physical space represented the next most popular theme tagged in seven of the responses, and is subsequently divided into two sub-themes, eating and drinking, and components. The physical environment is a common element for tabletop gaming, board gaming, and any venue or modality where there are physical components that are used or shared during play. Therefore, eating and drinking at the table is a common consideration for these players. Good players show common decency for the shared physical space of the game. Good tabletop players can respect the physical space while eating and drinking by either using a napkin during play or avoiding consuming food or beverages altogether. Furthermore, good tabletop players also assist and help the group at the beginning and or end of the play session by collecting and distributing components as part of the setup and takedown process. Likewise, They also honor and take care of components by not bending cards, by treating fragile and small components carefully, and by respecting the property of other players. Cooperative hosting represented the next most popular theme tagged in seven of the responses and is subsequently divided into two sub-themes, collaborating with the host and working with other players. Cooperative hosting consists of the hosting duties of the game as well as the norms, values, and needs of the group. Therefore, good players made sure that the host was recognized for their effort. Likewise, less experienced players could be supported in the theme of cooperative hosting by making sure that more experienced players helped them throughout the teaching process as part of a group effort. In addition, bad players didn't consider the needs and feelings of other players when playing the game. This could be more important in scenarios where there are significant age differences between players along with the subsequent emotional maturity of all players. This means that as part of cooperative hosting duties, good players ensure that all elements of the gameplay, including deciding to play the game, setup, teaching, playing, scoring, and takedown, is done in the service of the game group and the play experience, rather than making the experience solely for themselves. Finally, strategy represented the last most popular theme tagged in six of the responses and was not divided into any sub-themes. Study respondents here indicated that bad players attempt to subvert the cooperative hosting and teaching of tabletop games by explaining strategy during the rules explanation. Likewise, bad players also didn't watch, learn, and adapt from other players' actions and respond accordingly. As such, they were more prone to the negative consequences of such plays. Good players, meanwhile, focused and visualized other players' possible actions and how they would respond in turn. Such was a dedication and examination of Yomi in play that helped them develop a strategy as the game progressed. Lastly, bad players failed to see how different aspects of the game's mechanics influenced and affected one another. This examination and understanding of these game dynamics helped influence and determine what strategy they would adapt within the game moving forward. While learning how to be a good tabletop and board game player has obvious applications for casual gamers and players alike, there are still uses for this in the applied games and the games-based learning realms. The first is that gameplay as an interactive and social activity requires the participation of others in the group and a dedication towards the overall player's experience. From a design standpoint, this also means that serious games and games created for learning must intrinsically tie together the game's mechanics and learning activities to meet stated learning outcomes. Additionally, examining the tabletop game group as a collective whole highlighted the importance of determining and distributing responsibility in a way that collectively helps the process. This means that groups of players that can come to an agreement on what they want from the play experience and then working towards that experience are better for it. By extension, groups of learners can do the same for any type of collaborative project, games-based learning, or group work included. This doesn't mean that all groups should require highly experienced individuals. Rather, players and learners from different backgrounds and experience levels can combine their knowledge to work with one another to practice and develop the skills surrounding collaborative planning, expectations, and leadership. Such an outcome can be attained through tabletop game group, or from other applications of games for learning. Finally, cooperative group engagement for tabletop gameplay also manifests itself in positive game outcomes. Should those game outcomes be tied to learning outcomes, then a collaborative result of content engagement and mastery emerges from successful group play. This episode examined in depth what it takes to be the ideal tabletop and board game player. This question was examined from multiple perspectives and discussed sources on tabletop gameplay, game elements, and group dynamics. Teaching and game hosting were covered in addition to how game structure, goals, and feedback all address and influence how good tabletop players examine a game and interact with one another. The form in which players interact with a game was based on a thorough understanding and application of the rules and game elements. All of this, however, hinged on supporting competing personal and group interest in gameplay. Personal and group outcomes must be balanced to have a successful game group as well as establish oneself as an ideal tabletop player. These expectations were based on the establishment and adherence to the expectations of the magic circle and the game group as a cooperative social contract with one another. This social contract extended to specific priorities in gameplay including accurate and transparent communication, the active management of player roles, and the mitigation of different players' styles. This episode also included the results, analysis, and interpretation of a survey study conducted within the tabletop and board game communities, which addressed several major themes outlining the best aspects of ideal tabletop players. Those included sportsmanship, expectation management, rules, communication, attention, distraction, agency, physical space, cooperative hosting, and strategy. Finally, this episode closed on the applications of the results of this study and their use for applied games, serious games, and game space learning for teaching, training, learning, and education. I hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more, then a great place to start is my free course on gamification. You can sign up for it at universityxp.com slash gamification. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or show notes. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm your host, Dave Ang from Game Space Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of experience points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning. So if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also make sure to visit University XP online at universityxp.com. University XP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP and on Facebook and LinkedIn as University XP. Also feel free to email me anytime. My email address is Dave at universityxp.com. Game on.